Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, Nolan Baker and Chaz Price. And myself, my name is Chris Swan. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. If you want to reach out to the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. You can also go to the website to find out more about them and schedule a time to speak with them, arhq.com. Today on the show, if an annuity is right for your retirement, when is the best time to get one? We're going to talk about what to do with that 401k once you leave the workplace. And is it time to bring your adult kids to your financial planning meetings? All this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Nolan, Chaz, glad to be with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, just uh, trying to stay a little bit warm as a cold <laughs> spell has kind of settled in here in northwest Ohio. And I think around the U.S. quite a bit as well. We also have, um, speaking of getting out of the cold, we've got our annual movie night that's coming up at the Mommy Indoor Theater. Um, we'd love to have you come out, join us. We're going to be showing um, a movie about the Michael Jordan introduction and uh, teaming up with Nike. So it's going to be a great movie. I think it was an all-time hit mm -hmm. uh, from last year. So a really good show to come out and see. Uh, we also have an event that's coming up next month here at the office where we're going to be talking about uh, some of our technology offerings. So if you want to find out about some of the tools and resources that we have here, and uh, then following up the month after that, we've got our semi-annual uh, economic update. So given our State of the Union address. So we've got a lot of great things to help you uh, maybe take some of those financial resolutions that you put into place and help you keep moving forward. So don't abandon what your New Year's resolutions are, especially if they're financial. Uh, let us help kind of get you plugged in. Again, ARHQ.com. Click on the events tab and you can register for those. Again, a lot of great information, a lot of events coming up in the years. So you can keep uh, informed of those as well as go ahead and reserve your space, arhq.com, on the events tab. The first thing you mentioned there was movies, and it actually ties in, Nolan. Uh, if you saw the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, you saw Leonardo DiCaprio playing the part of Jordan Belfort. Well, Jordan is now out of prison, and he's written a book about his experiences during an interview with Tucker Carlson, uh, Belford gave his opinion on financial news networks and CNBC stock picking host Jim Cramer. I actually opted into Cramer's little thing online, and I started receiving a barrage of like 100 emails about join his special club, he'll alert you to what stocks are going up and down in real time. I mean, it's like this is insanity, but this is a major network, right, that's giving investors crappy advice. Now, on the flip side, here's the weird part. They also have good stuff on that network, like there's legitimate news, and that's the problem. So they mix in legitimate news, great reporting, interviews with great CEOs, and you learn about the economy, what's going on in the world, but they intersperse that with like this market giving advice and it's nonsense. People can't beat the market. Now, I have no doubt that when people come in, they probably ask you about stock tips, maybe just even on, on the street too. Uh, when they do that, what advice do you give them? Well, you know, the one thing I do is I would tell people now's a really kind of a perfect time to do an independent portfolio analysis. So if you want to look at your investments, you want to take a look at, you know, how you're allocated and uh, do what we refer to as portfolio optimization. Give us a call at the office and we can do a independent portfolio analysis, give you feedback on your specific uh, investments that you have. But, you know, Chaz, when we were talking about this, I think we really kind of broke it down into the three 
segments of advice that we would give when somebody asks us about uh, stock tip advice. So number one is avoid the hype. Number two is have a methodology when it comes to picking your investments. And number three is do your research or hire a professional. So when those topics come up for you, Chaz, what do you uh, tell people about how to try to avoid the hype or the methodology or the plan and process? Yeah, well, I just kind of first thought it was a little ironic that, you know, um, Jordan Belfort is kind of ripping on Jim Cramer for, you know, doing something, you know, he didn't like in the market when it's kind of like, wow, you were actually <laughs> stealing money from people and you have a hard time about getting too many emails. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it is uh, a good question. And obviously I'm a little biased because that's the industry that we're in. I love the stock market. That was actually the reason why I got into the business because every day you wake up and your job's different. And so that's what's most exciting to me. Uh, but you can get yourself into some trouble and, you know, following those steps, like Nolan just said, I think is a good, is a good starting point. One of the, the main, uh, I guess tips or, um, bit of advice that I would give to our clients that are looking to uh, pick stocks is to have a philosophy, you know, to have something that is going to help you stay in your seat when markets get volatile. Um, you know, and, and it's just because there's so much, there's so much information, you know, there, there's so many news stories coming out and there's so much conflicting information sometimes, you know, to, to his point, to Jordan's point, I think on some parts of the show on CNBC, because we watch it all day long, you know, they'll, they'll literally have a guest on that completely conflicts everything that the previous guest just said. And so you're as a, as a novice investor, you're, you're left wondering, well, who do you trust more? Who has more credibility? Um, and, you know, generally that's not necessarily the best thing to do because Sometimes I've, I've found in the industry, uh, folks aren't necessarily stock pickers. Maybe they're just good people, 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 persons or, you know, and, and they maybe aren't um, students of the industry. You know, they don't actually uh, make the buy and sell decisions. They're maybe the ones that are just more asset gatherers and, and you know, meeting clients. And so I would say have a disciplined investment approach. Make sure that it's something that you uh, there, there's stocks that you use on a regular basis, maybe some, um, you know, items, household items. I know that's been one of the more popular, more successful portfolios uh, that that I help manage is, is our consumer staples, you know, uh, stocks that, you know, and trust and that you have and you use on an everyday basis. Um, also having a very strict buy and sell strategy, what, why we own something and then why we're going to sell it. Make sure you have those basic um, rules and regulations built into your investment strategy so that you don't get easily thrown off course. Well, I would tell you that, you know, when you look at avoiding the hype, um, I love going to the gym. I've been going with a good friend of mine. Uh, I need to go a couple more times a week, but I enjoy going with him. And it, it's pretty common that at the gym, we'll be walking on the treadmill and he'll talk to me about some type of new social media video that he saw that mm -hmm. talks about the latest and greatest hype that's out there. And the, the, the challenge is, I think, with the explosion of social media today, uh, people who are not even regulated in this industry have the ability to go on a platform and give you advice about hot stock tips. The second thing that I would tell you is people will forward videos to me and say, hey, Nolan, take a look at this video. What do you think about it? I'd say, you know, jump to the very end of the video and watch what the motivation is for that video. You know, sometimes they're ended up selling a financial product and they want you to get switch gears, um, you know, 
think about how is that advice customized for your unique situation and really try to avoid some of the short-term fans versus sticking with what your long-term plan is. Uh, it's okay to have what I call a sandbox account, maybe some fun money that you can do that with. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you have that core overall retirement plan, as Chaz was pointing out, you wanna have a methodology, a philosophy of when it comes to investing. Then you wanna finally do your research and or hire a professional. Uh, there's great websites that I like, like Morningstar.com, uh, can give you a wealth of information about different companies where you can look at their uh, financial health or profitability, look at the uh, charts and performance, see who some of their competitors are. Uh, Tip Ranks is another good site that gives a lot of research uh, about uh, markets and where people feel that they uh, the stock price is going to go. And, you know, we work with Charles Schwab, and that also has a lot of good research and available as well. So, again, you know, when people are asking me what is a good stock tip, I'm going to say number one is avoid the hype. Number two, have a methodology. Number three, do your research or hire a professional. And, you know, if this is your New Year's resolution, if you want to get financially fit for this year, uh, take the next step. If you're a listener to the show, maybe you're somebody on our YouTube channel and you want to get a complimentary independent portfolio analysis, uh, reach out to the office. We'll be happy to give you some feedback and talk to you about, you know, some tips to make this year financially sound for you and your family. If you're a longtime listener or, or viewer of the show and you go on, you know, YouTube or Spotify, wherever you consume, you check out previous editions of the show, you'll find that uh, the guys give very generalized information. They don't get very specific about it because that is not going to be applicable to everyone's situation out there. What you need at that point is a personalized, uh, you know, r review and analysis of, of what you have. These people on TV, they give it seems like pretty solid advice, but again, it goes back to considering the source and then is it customized for you? Probably not. Having that independent portfolio analysis is a great step to see what is going to work best for you in your retirement. Is it not a novel concept? Pick up the phone, give a call and schedule a time for that portfolio analysis, 419-794-3030. Again, that is complimentary. You can also go to the website if you prefer at ARHQ.com. How often should you check your 401k? We've been told that doing it too much can lead to bad investment decisions. But listen to this. A new analysis by BlackRock found that shifting your stock investments once or twice a year toward uh, the best self-performing sectors can result in some pretty big gains. Is rebalancing something that you guys do uh, at the Retirement Guest Formula? And how often do you go about doing it? Well, I think, you know, one of the great things about technology today is there's so much great technology that can help investors make more of an informed, better educated decision that's out there. So one of the softwares that we use is Plan Confidence. So if you look at planconfidence.com, you can get an idea as far as how this software can help you if you have a 401k, make a more informed decision about uh, how to invest your money. And when we think about it, I guess when you're looking at how often should I check my 401k balances, uh, a couple of things that come to mind. Number one is what is the time frame that you're going to need the money? Uh, a good example of that is uh, my oldest son is 20. He works here in the, the company. He has been in the 401k for the last couple of years. 
you know, I just tell him to keep socking away and stick with his portfolio for the most part for what he has till he builds up a little bit of a nest egg inside of there. Because short term, what happens to him in the market is not as big as an impact to somebody like Jane. So Jane recently came into the office. She's getting ready to retire and getting ready to be, you know, confident in her plan. It might be another year or two or three before she fully retires. But with her large nest egg that she has now, uh, what happens with her 401k can have a major impact in the success of her long-term plan. So in our system that we have, and we help clients out with plan confidence, what we do is we are typically going over and we're looking at the future dollars. So the money that you're putting into the plan, and sometimes we're making uh, advice on making changes on a monthly basis. The core philosophy behind that is we typically want to buy something that uh, we feel is low currently in price and is going to be higher in price in the future. And then when you're looking at your current balances, so the, the money that you already have built up in the plan, you know, we're typically looking at uh, advice on a quarterly basis for some type of rebalance in a portfolio and or when market conditions change. Uh, so if markets in the equity side run up really fast or, you know, if markets technically look weak in the near term, then that would be another reason why we would trigger uh, some type of predetermined review of the plan. When you're looking at a plan and using a software like Plan Confidence, the next thing that we can do is we can help with the allocation from a conservative, moderate, or an aggressive approach. And then next to that, what we can also do is we can use strategic, tactical, or kind of a combination between the two. So think of tactical, Chaz, like you talk about. It's like setting a cruise control on a car and looking at uh, an investment profile and kind of keeping that profile consistent, maybe as a moderate level investor through various market and cycles. Strategic can be great for the long-term money because uh, over time markets have shown that the markets go up. Where the tactical part of the portfolio is being more adaptive to the market conditions. You know, the same conversation I had just a couple of Fridays ago when we had that snowstorm come in and my son was going to go to hockey, I said, hey, conditions are really bad outside right now. I mean, it's a level one snow emergency and I want you to maybe slow down and be a little bit more adaptive to what the conditions are. The same to be true was with tactical, you know, we're able to give advice when the market technically doesn't look good, maybe to slow it down a little bit, don't go as fast. And then, you know, an approach is combining them all together. So when people are asking you, Chaz, and they're asking about how often should I check my 401k balance, um, in addition to the services, again, planconfidence.com or give our office a call, what advice are you telling people about checking their balances? I tell them, check it as often as you check your horoscope. <laughs> Jokingly, but seriously, <laughs> I mean, you, you can do it way too much. Um, I think for the wrong person, if you check your hor if you check your horoscope often, I know my wife, she's totally into that sort of thing, but it can start to, you, you can start to, you know, those things that you're seeing in the horoscope, you can make them come to light. And so I think same thing with your investments. Um, some people are predisposed to want to make knee jerk decisions or want to see something maybe that isn't necessarily there. And so if you're constantly, you know, in your 401k and you're monitoring it all the time, you're, 
switching back and forth between different sectors and different investments, it could actually be a bad thing for you. Uh, because in, in my opinion, one of the best investment strategies that you can have is for at least a portion of your money to leave it alone, to at least let it sit, let it grow, kind of more of a buy and, a, buy and hold sort of situation. And so I, I think, you know, seriously, it should probably at least be um, as often as maybe there's any, you know, financial changes in your life. Um, but more, more than that, generally, maybe once or twice a year, I think can be too much. Now, in the article that we were reading before, you know, as we we're doing the research here, BlackRock talks about um, a particular strategy of rebalancing to the portfolios that have done the best in the la- or the, the sectors of the economy that have done the best in the last six months or whatnot. So my challenge to that would be for a, a novice investor, how are you going to do that? How are you going to know, you know, which sectors perform the best? And are they even going to allow you to have uh, a sector rotating strategy inside of the 401k? It's one of the reasons why we recommend if you have a 401k and you're looking to try to be more active and more uh, opportunistic and more tactical in that investment strategy, it's probably not the best vehicle for you because the the number of investment options are somewhat limited. And so, um, you know, if that's the case, if you really want to get active in the 401k using a service like Plan Confidence, that isn't necessarily on a time schedule, you know, because what happens if something happens during the quarter and you're not due for another rebalance in another two or three months? Should you take action? Should you not? Is it even going to matter at the end of the day? Uh, so, you know, rebalancing to me is the concept of just buying low and selling high. And so if some of your investments have grown more than four or five percent of their original allocation, which should have been set based on your financial plan and and in the construct of your overall financial goals and your time horizon, then you shouldn't really need to make any huge shifts from, you know, a total portfolio shift from one sector to another. I don't recommend that generally. But, you know, if your portfolio is getting out of um you know, out of tolerance is actually the terminology that we use by more than four or five percent, meaning one investment is either four or five percent above or below, uh, then that would be definitely a, a cause, I would say, to look at rebalancing your portfolio. So is it checking it daily too often? Yeah, almost certainly. Checking it annually, perhaps even then, but it really depends on, again, <laughs> going to sound like a broken record here, your personal situation. But if you want a more hands-on approach, you know, there are different things like they talked about, uh, you know, plan confidence that can help with that. Uh, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, of course, can help with that. But again, knowing knowing when to, to kind of Keep your hands off the pieces and, and let it do its thing. It all comes down to developing that plan uh, to get you to, through, and beyond retirement. America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with that. 419-794-3030. That is the phone number. The website, ARHQ.com. Now, the old school country singer who gave us the patriotic anthem, God Bless the USA. Well, he is hanging it up. Lee Greenwood is retiring at the end of this year. Health issues played a pretty big part in his decision. This is not one of those farewell and then come back next year. Hey, I'm back, you know, as I just turned 81. This is a factor. I've had some surgeries. I have uh, titanium knees. I have a titanium cage in my back with 10 screws. And I don't think I can do this much longer. Considering that, my wife and I have been married 31 years. She has yet to have my total time. It's only fair, I think, that I back away at this point and have no distractions but her and I and give these last few years that I will live to her and my two sons. 
the song resonates extremely well with me as my father, as we've talked about before, being a Desert Shield, Desert Storm veteran, heard it very often. So we certainly wish Mr. Greenwood uh, the best of, of, of luck in his, his health journey going forward. Medical costs and long-term care can eat into a retirement plan. What uh, sh- where, where should the planning for that expense actually start? Well, I would agree with you. I you know, wish Mr. Greenwood a uh, happy retirement. Mm-hmm. I can think of how many times I've played his song at uh, hockey uh, arenas for the kids as they've been playing hockey. In fact, I've even used it uh, in the past 20 years on the radio multiple different times. So, you know, uh, uh, love supporting America, love supporting our veterans. But uh, one thing we don't love is the high medical cost. And when you look at, you know, medical cost and long-term care cost, it really can eat a lot into a retirement plan. In fact, as many of you have heard on the, the show before, about 40% of the time that people are forced into early retirement, it's due to a healthcare-related situation for them, them or a loved one. And that ends up, you know, creating a crisis mode. So when I'm telling people when to plan for it, the first thing I'm saying is, you know, really five years before retirement, you got to start drilling this down and getting a specific plan in place, especially if you're going to plan on retiring before the age of 65. And the reason being is a lot of people are going to end up purchasing their health insurance through the Affordable Care Act pre-65. And while doing that, there's going to be certain types of income like withdrawals from traditional IRAs or 401ks, uh, social security income, those sources are considered countable income to determine what your quote fair share is on your health insurance cost. But if you strategically plan ahead and you begin to shift assets from the countable to the uncountable category, it's one of the ways that it can dramatically lower what your health care cost is. Um, I'd say also do it annually once you get on to the affordable health care and or if you transition uh, into Medicare, you'd be wanting to do it uh, on an annual basis. And then when you're planning ahead and looking further down the road, the issue of long term care, you know, we're predominantly thinking about the terms of when somebody is slowing down, uh, maybe in the situation where they're going to need help with uh, maintaining control and independence around the home. It could be assisted living all the way to nursing home. There's some really fantastic uh, riders and benefits on some annuity contracts that are out there uh, that are referred to as income riders for activities of daily living that offer an enhanced payout when you're unable to perform like two out of six of your activities of daily living. But in helping a lot of clients out with those and running illustrations, the longer that you have time to let that money grow and be bigger for the future, the bigger that benefit would be for the enhanced income benefits. So for me, I would say somewhere in the you know late 50s, mid 60s, it's a great time if you're gonna consider like an annuity and option for the long-term care. Uh, traditional long-term care insurance, um, you know, when you look at traditional long-term care insurance, uh, you've got to qualify for that. So, you know, you, you obviously want to do something before you have a health care related issue, because if your health changes, uh, it could become unaffordable or they could simply say no at the insurance company. And that, that would be the same as true with life insurance. So some of these life insurance as an option include riders on the policy where you can accelerate the benefits while you're alive if you have some type of critical or chronic illness. But with life and traditional long-term care insurance, both of those you've got to qualify for. Uh, so you want to make sure that you're getting ahead of the schedule uh, before your health changes. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I'd add to that, Nolan, is that the earlier the better, um, in my opinion, because when you look at the time value of money, 
uh, or what amount of money do I have to save now to have enough money for long-term care? Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big, um, difference when you look at, you know, the compounding effect of investing your money over time. So let's say for instance, you know, the average 65 year old is going to need about $315,000 for long-term care over their lifetime. If I invested, um, you know, in 30 years, so if I started, let's say in my thirties, late thirties, I'd only need about $72,000 to invest at age 35 so that I had $315,000 saved by age 65. That would be my healthcare bucket. However, if I start and I only have 20 years, so let's say if I start in my forties at 45, I need 118,000. And if I start in my, my mid fifties, I need almost $200,000 um, to save to have $315,000. So that just kind of gives you an idea of time is, you know, of the, of the essence. The earlier you can start the investment strategy, the better. Otherwise, if you're behind the eight ball, if you're playing a little bit of catch up, then, you know, the insurance program is really, you, you can't beat the long-term care uh, riders associated with a, a, a life insurance policy because we're leveraging our time. You know, we don't have the 20 or 30 years to, to, to save the money. And so if we need it sooner than later, we're going to have to use an, something to leverage every dollar that we invest in. And so if you're not a fan of life insurance, I get that. Some people don't like the concept. Um, if, if that is the case, then you need to start saving earlier because the money that you spend is going to on, on long-term care and medical expenses is going to be your own money. So you're going to have to have some there better to start earlier saving than wait later. Perhaps you are behind the eight ball when it comes to planning for the possibility or probability of long-term care, whether it is financially or whether it is, you know, uh, you're getting closer and closer and the underwriting is going to be a little bit more difficult for policies like that. It is still worth taking a look at and still accounting for because the worst thing you can do is say, it won't happen to me. We hope that's the case. We certainly do genuinely, but you know, uh, as, as people are living longer and longer, the need for some form of assistance becomes more and more likely. And so uh, you don't want it to be uh, the ultimate undoer of your retirement by not accounting for it. It's part of the planning process. And the team at America's Retirement Headquarters uh, and America's Medicare Associates can help weigh the pros and cons and figure out what's going to work best for you. All you have to do to get started is give them a call. Uh, 419-794-3030. You can also schedule a time online, ARHQ.com. Don't forget, click on the events tab. A lot of great things coming up uh, in the next couple months that they've got planned for you, ARHQ.com. We talk a lot on this show about the power of annuities when it comes to providing safety and income in retirement. But the question is, when is a good time to get one? We had a chance to ask our annuity advocate, Cheryl Moore, at Winkintel.com. I think you should be considering annuities at the very least when you're in your 50s, just because the whole point of purchasing the annuity is to save money until you're ready to retire and then begin taking payments out once you are retirement age. Well, let's say I'm 55 years old and I want to retire when I'm 65. Why wouldn't I buy a 10-year annuity and then save for retirement over that whole 10 years, defer my taxes, and at the end of the 10-year period, turn my lifetime income payments on and be guaranteed that paycheck every month till the day I die. Of course, we also say on the show that that annuities aren't necessarily right for everybody out there. When you help clients develop a plan, how do you help them know if they actually need an annuity or not? Well, I think it really comes down, Chris, like what you talked about there. It comes down to, you know, what is in your unique situation that you're trying to accomplish? Annuities have been used for, you know, hundreds of years. uh, And the goal is to provide, you know, predictable income for either somebody's lifetime or for a set period of time. 
And so you, you have to use the right tool to accomplish what you want to get done. There's really no Swiss army knife of financial products, meaning that there's not one right product for everything. So, you know, there's some people in this industry that talk about how you should have all of your money in the stock market. Uh, there's other groups of people that say you should have all of your money in safe annuities. You know, uh, there's other people that say you should have all of your money in precious metals. You know, there's a value to using the right tool for what you want to accomplish. And let me take that a step further. I'll talk to you about uh, Matt and Heather. And, you know, when Matt and Heather really got together with us, it's to take a look at their overall retirement picture. Uh, you know, Heather's in her late 40s. Matt's in his early 50s. And they had this bucket of money from an old company retirement plan and wanted to know, you know, how should they invest that money for their future? And quite frankly, what we did is we followed the same philosophy that we've been talking about for decades, which is called the independent income system. And within the independent income system, what we like to do is have different buckets of money that are designed to do different things. We believe that it's important to have reliable income in retirement. You know, Chaz, you bring up the question, how much of your income do you want at risk in retirement? And the answer should be zero. For the income that you need to cover your life's expenses, you want to have enough reliable income. And an annuity can be a vehicle that can provide reliable income in retirement time. So in Matt and Heather's situation, it made sense to take a portion of the money and put it in a vehicle that I could confidently tell them you know, when they retired, let's say at the age of 60, how much income that vehicle will provide in retirement time. Where in the other hand, the other chunk of money that we took, we put it in a combination of uh, investments in the stock and bond market for more growth potential. Unfortunately, you know, I can make some projections on what I think that money will be worth in the future. But the reality is, is in the stock market, you can't guarantee what that outcome is going to be overall when you're invested, you know, into different stocks and bonds. Another example is we met with a client named Jane. Jane's getting ready to retire here in a couple of years, and she has quite a few different buckets of money. She had this old 401k, and you know, with retirement just a few years away, what she was worried about was having all of her money exposed to the stock and bond market and subject to the lottery of the returns. In her situation, what we're able to do is take a portion of one of her accounts that she has and move it into an annuity. And in this case, the goal was to provide protection against loss of principal. The other goal was to try to lock in high interest rates. She knew that she wasn't going to need that money, in this case, for five years. Her retirement plan was in five years. So we could pick a five-year investment that, you know, right now, fixed rates on most of these products are decade-level highs. She could put it in that account and not have that bucket of money subject to market losses. You know, so determining on when you need an annuity, it comes down to figuring out, again, what is the intention? What's the goal? What's the time frame? And what are we trying to accomplish? Yeah, I agree. I, I often ask that question in some of our seminar events, just to see where everybody's head's at with income and, you know, kind of uh, making the distinction between income and asset balances or your investments. And generally, if I ask, um, what percentage of your income should be at risk? Most people think 20 to 30 because they're just in that mindset that their, you know, their market value of the, of their investments fluctuates maybe 10 to 20 to 30% per year. And so the majority of those clients are obviously then taking income from those investments. And so it doesn't become a problem 
when the market's going up. I mean, obviously, when the market's going up, you can take income off of your investments and you're not subject to, you know, the the randomness, the, the sequence of return risk, which is if if I have to sell or I have to take money out of my investments when the market's down, that's like a snowball effect mm-hmm. where it just kind of it's like the reverse of compounding interest where now I'm having to sell more of my shares uh, to you know create the same amount of income and then the next month and so on and so forth. And it'll really accelerate the capitulation of your balance. So having, I call it a floor to stand on, social security being part of that floor, and then a pension or an annuity, if you don't have your pension or have a pension, you can create your own. And I think it's important also just to make the distinction that an annuity um, just in and of itself is kind of like saying cars, there's variable, there's fixed, there's immediate annuities where the lump sum immediately turns into an income stream or there's deferred annuities where you put money in and you defer taking income from that uh, account for a number of years, 10, 15, 20, depends. Uh, so it is, it is a very complex, very useful financial vehicle. Don't automatically just be um, you know, against annuities because you've heard somebody say something negative about annuities. They could be saying something about a variable annuity, something that's completely different and for a completely different type of client versus one maybe that has had great experiences, especially in this volatile market that we've all experienced the last three or four years uh, in fixed annuities and other fixed index products where you can't lose money first and foremost. That's the primary name of the game, not to lose. And then we'll talk about how do we make interest in what the income goals are and, and things like that. So yeah, I agree. Uh, having a nice floor of income just kind of depends on how much money do you, how much income do you want at risk? Not investment balance, but what's your income that you want at risk? And if it's zero, you definitely need to consider an annuity to shore up whatever is not guaranteed by Social Security or pension. Because in retirement, we're still going to have monthly expenditures. Perhaps, you know, your house is paid off and, and your car, things like that. But you still have utilities and groceries and things like that. You're going to have guaranteed bills. And so having guaranteed income come in to cover those can help, I think, address some of that worry that you may have from the market. Social Security provides that, uh, you know, a pension if you've got the luxury of that. An annuity can also can also be part of that strategy. But to go back to what we were saying earlier, not going to be right for everybody out there to to sit down and see how it could fit in. And as fiduciaries know that the team at America's Retirement Headquarters uh, aren't going to recommend anything they don't believe is going to work in your best interest. So keep that in mind and come with an open mind and and have that conversation with them. 419-794-3030. That is the phone number. You can also schedule a time on the website, ARHQ.com. Guys, I found this one pretty interesting. This is the time of year where automakers begin to roll out their new lines, but there's still one company uh, that is selling a vehicle that first debuted 15 years ago. The Ram 1500 Classic Pickup was first introduced back in 2008 when it was still a Dodge Ram. They've since become their own brand. So it seems to be standing the test of time. I have to wonder, in this era of constant change, are there any financial strategies that have done the same, that have also stood the test of time? You know, we talk a lot about the philosophy behind the independent income system, which is the approach that we've been talking about on the radio here for over 20 years now. And if you haven't had a chance to look at that investment advice, you know, I would encourage you to go and Google independent income system. Um, We've got a updated video from more recent and we have a video of me talking about it years ago i had a little less gray hair and you know still said the same things that have kind of stood the test of time 
which is to look at your money and look at it in different time frames to utilize your money, uh, you know, for different purposes. Um, that I think is a core philosophy of something that can stand the test of time. Um, but if you look at it, I think there's also some more things that can stand the test of time. Uh, I also had an opportunity where I went out to Yale and I had an opportunity to review uh, Dr. Roger Ibbotson and Professor Getzman. Um, if you haven't seen that video, uh, you can go over to our, our YouTube channel. Just type in America's Retirement Headquarters on YouTube and uh, look for that video. But in going over that video, uh, Dr. Getzman is a historian, an actuarial historian. So they have a lot of these documents that came over from the shipyards uh, in the library in a secured location that he gets the ability to sit down and do things like what we love, be numbers nerds and figure stuff out. <laughs> but one of the things that he passed around is one of the first annuity contracts that came out you know, from hundreds of years ago and talking about a vehicle that stood the test of time. A couple other, I guess, things that I would say that, you know, an investor should expect with the test of time is expect volatility. Mm -hmm. uh, don't try to time the markets. You still always need to have an emergency fund. You want to diversify, but do it with a laser focus. And you want to understand different risk and or eliminate them and last is to get professional advice. I always think, you know, for decades and hundreds of years, getting professional advice from somebody who specializes in that category uh, can be a strategy that can stand the test of times. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, there's a couple that come to mind, actually. I'm thinking back to um, Harry Markowitz and kind of like uh, some some of the forefathers of the industry of just developing the concept of, of diversification. And back in the 1960s, uh, this was what we call modern portfolio theory today. But you know, at the time, it was, it was Nobel Prize winning um, concepts about how actually adding risk into the portfolio actually reduces the overall risk of your investment returns. And so I think that's a, a big one is diversifying uh, your investments, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. Um, and that's that's actually even biblical when you look at that uh, that concept there. Um, buy and hold is a big one for me. Um, I just have have always been um, of the opinion that it's very hard to beat the market, but you can be the market. And so you know, focusing on being the market, staying in you know uh, you know in all the ups and all the downs sometimes is going to be a better strategy, especially if you look at twenty twenty three. I think. A uh, big part of the gains um, in 2023 were like the first quarter of the year. And so if you're out of the market during those three months of the year, your return is going to be very much different than what the market is. And, and I think there's a lot of statistics that show that the average investor gets 2% where the market does 10 on average. It's because we're constantly fiddling with it, buying and selling, you know, getting in and out of the market. Those strategies uh, are sometimes not the best ones for a long-term investor. Um, and I know this is a big one, Nolan, but dividend investing. A lot of people don't know this, but dividend investment, uh, dividend investing, um, we call it the inflation killer. Not only has the stock market increased over time, um, I want to say by a factor of like eight, eight times since, you know, the last 30 years, but the dividend has increased substantially as well. And so that's one of the few areas where an investor can kind of keep up with inflation and, you know, essentially just 
clip the dividends, live on the interest that some of the, the stocks are paying you and not have to worry about uh, as much about inflation. So to me, those are some of the big ones, but I think the real power is in combining all of those strategies. And that's where I think you're, the, the independent income system has been so uh, successful and so effective is because each bucket pretty much has you know some of those characteristics you know for instance the long-term bucket the 10 to 20 year bucket might have uh may may be leaning more towards the buy and hold whereas you know um maybe some sort some of that middle term area that three to five bucket may be more value oriented or dividend oriented investments and then you've got your cash so we're diversifying but yet we still have you know features of all of those um characteristics of the market that have weathered the test of time and, and, and have been successful uh, in the long term. Part of the reason that the, uh, you know, the Ram, the 1500 Classic is still available is because it is so popular because people really do enjoy it. It has stood the test of time, just like the independent income system, as, as Nolan and Chaz have pointed out there. You can find out more about it by just going to Google and, and typing in independent income system. The video pops up there. Uh, and, and again, you can schedule a time as well to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters, see how that applies to your retirement, how it can work for your retirement, and look at the, the things that are going to work best for you. 419 794 3030 and the website is arhq.com. When people retired with a 401k in the past, they were often told to roll it over into an IRA, but now more and more people are keeping their money in the employer's plan even years after leaving the job. The reason behind that is that uh is 401k's they're exposed to more investing options at lower fees. What are some of the questions that should be answered before people decide what to do with their 401k at retirement and and how do you guys help out, Nolan? Well, you definitely have choices today when it comes to a 401k, and really you can kind of break those choices down into four categories. Uh, number one is you have the ability, if your account meets a certain balance, typically it's over $5,000, where you can leave your 401k where it's at. There's nothing then that requires you to take and transfer your 401k. The second thing that you could do is you could take and cash out your 401k, meaning the company would close out the balance, take taxes, and then send you a check. It's just traditionally one of the worst things that you could possibly do uh, can create a, a big taxable issue. If you go get another job, you can uh, transfer that balance typically into your new company-sponsored retirement plan. So you can consolidate them together. Um, or the fourth option is transfer it, uh, in this case, to what is called a self-directed IRA. The first thing I think you got to do is you got to look at what are the choices that are offered within your plan. So one of the things that was mentioned there is more plans are having more choices today. And I would say that generally is true, but that doesn't mean that your plan offers you the choices that uh, you want to have. I'll give you a good example. Uh, met with somebody recently and, you know, with Heather in her plan, she had her money and her choices were either put the money into uh, bond funds, into uh, stock funds, or like a stable value money market account. And so she had a traditional, what I would refer to as target date investment. So the, the thought process behind that is as Heather gets closer to retirement age, her risk level comes down and it allocates more from equities into bonds, moving more into fixed income. You know, the challenge about that, as we've talked about on the radio show over the last couple of years, is in a declining interest rate environment like what we were in, you know, those bond funds had interest rate risk associated with them. And now that, you know, interest rates went up dramatically, those bond funds really 
in the open market got hurt. In her case, uh, utilizing some fixed income investments, whether that's uh, a money market account, that could be an FDIC insured bank CD, uh, that could be a fixed annuity with a fixed rate of return, and locking in decade level highs, reducing the interest rate risk that she had in her portfolios, you know, was a way to help, you know, talk to her about different investment choices. She was somewhat limited overall with the plan. Does your plan allow the flexibility on withdrawals? Uh, some plans allow you to take withdrawals out once you reach the age 59 and a half, and then you have more choices associated with it. But if you take your old 401k balance and you move it to a new company-sponsored plan, and you take all that balance and move it over to the new plan, if the new plan doesn't allow age-based rollouts after the age 59 and a half, you could be just stuck with the limited choices that are offered with inside of the plan. So you want to do your research, again, before you kind of consolidate the plans that are out there. How is your plan being adaptive to the market? Uh, in many situations, you're in charge of your own money. Sure, maybe somebody comes in and does a presentation uh, once a year, twice a year, but you know, is that advice that you're getting customized to your situation? Uh, I can think of a client, Julie, who had come in. Uh, Julie was only a couple of years away from retirement time, and her investments were allocated and they were set at a risk profile of 60. So we do an independent portfolio analysis. We take a look at what our investments are. We measure them from zero to 100, with 100 being the highest risk. Her portfolio is set at a 60 level risk. Now, the way that she had her money invested, unless Jane or Julie goes into her plan and makes those changes, the portfolio is gonna always be running at a 60 level risk. You know, based upon the market conditions that are out there, she might want to have a plan that's more adaptive and can be more actively managed. And so in a traditional IRA, she could have different investment choices that allow for more active investment management if she didn't want to leave her plan on cruise control. And cruise control for some people works out great, you know, but for other people that are either closer to or in retirement time that have different goals and objectives, an IRA could offer more flexibility uh, to have a customized plan. It mean no different than a gentleman that I met with, with talking with Matt, you know, what Matt had is he had all of his money in equities. And, you know, Matt still has time on his side. So I think equities over the long term still give him the greatest growth potential. You know, but within his 401k, if he had it, he had the broad based market, meaning he got the entire stock market index, which means he gets all the good and all of the bad with the portfolio. That, again, can be a good strategy for longer term investing, but utilizing a defined investment approach that could be offered in a self-directed IRA. Maybe he wanted to have higher dividends in his portfolio. Maybe he wanted to be more selective on what investments that he owns, such as individual stocks in the portfolio. Uh, I know cryptocurrency is an example of something that's you know recently uh, been more adapted by the Securities and Exchange Commission. So maybe he wanted more flexibility and you know something like that is probably years away from being offered in a 401k plan, but it's something that could be offered today in a self-directed IRA. So for those of you that have target date funds um, and you're you know wanting more of an active approach, you're wanting more of a customized approach, the self-directed IRA uh, sometimes can be the better option. Option. What you have to look at is also take into consideration what are the fees and expenses, 
when you look at the 401k and then when you look at the, the self-directed IRA. And fees and expenses can also be a confusing topic uh, because oftentimes they're buried in prospectuses. So one of the things, if you have a 401k and you want to know what questions and what should I do with my 401k, let us do an independent portfolio analysis. We'll slice and dice it for you. We'll show you the ins and outs of your portfolio and help you make what could be the best decision. Uh, keep in mind that some of these decisions that you make with a 401k, they can be irrevocable decisions. So you want to get it right the first time. And, you know, by getting some advice and knowing what could be your best approach is what we can do through the independent portfolio analysis and give you that uh, customized advice is let it be transfer to the new plan, or maybe look at a self-directed IRA. And again, I'm traditionally going to recommend against cashing it out, uh, paying that big tax bill now and, and losing your retirement balance as well. Because as we said many times here on the show, once you write that check to Uncle Sam, that money's gone. There's not really any chance of that coming back. Uh, it's going to vary from, from situation to situation, obviously, but it is a measure twice, cut once situation, as many things are when it comes to retirement. Let the team at America's Retirement Headquarters help you out with that with the independent portfolio analysis. Complimentary if you have questions about, you know, a 401k if you're changing jobs or just the way that you're allocated right now and you want a second set of eyes on it. That independent portfolio analysis is available by calling 419 794 3030. You can also go to the website at arhq.com. One more time, I want to remind you, a lot of great events coming up in the, in the months ahead. Uh, you can register for your space, to, to hold your space for these events, uh, and find out more about them by clicking on the events tab at arhq.com. want to thank you, as we always do, for joining us here on the show, tuning in to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Hope you have a great week ahead of you. Uh, Nolan, as always, appreciate the time. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody. You know, I want to thank you for tuning it in. I know recently we just passed over uh, 500 hours of uh, you, our viewers and listeners, uh, enjoying different content that we have on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done so, we've got a great group of you, our return subscribers and listeners. We appreciate that. If you haven't done that yet, hit that subscribe button. And just remember when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. It's home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.